1: Here comes the relief
2: from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady.
3: Hour number three. And here we go. Joining me now from, uh, he's the professor Paul Markle from Student of the Gun. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about something that we, we've touched on, but we haven't quite gone all the way with. So let's, let's do that, shall we? Uh, tell, what, what are we talking about today, Professor?
1: Well, uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, we've added, we put a little bit of value added onto the Student of the Gun University classes. So as you know, uh, we have a full calendar of training courses uh, for the, this year. We've got pistol, rifle, shotgun. We've got long-range precision rifle uh, that we're doing up in, uh, at our range in Wyoming. Uh, but we also have partnered with Double Tap Ammo. And uh, what we're able to do now is anybody who signs up for the Marshall application of the pistol, the rifle or the shotgun classes and uh, that's our, our two day foundational classes. Uh, if you do that, we're going to give you a complimentary box of, of, nine millimeter training ammo just for showing up. So of course you have to show up to get it. There's always that. That's always, yeah, a, I'm not, I'm not mailing it to you. You yeah. have to actually show up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. And we're, we're obviously very grateful uh, for the support of the guys from double tap ammo. And that's just one less excuse that people have. Like, well, I'm already going to, you know, you sign up classes. I'm, we're going to give you a box of ammo to get started with. So what's your, what's your next excuse? So when we say box, <laughs> are we saying
3: 50 rounds? What are we saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rounds. I'm not giving you a case of ammo.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that were coming, I'd sign up for all your
1: classes. Then. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're not in this to lose money. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, and it's going to be you know training ammo, practice ammo, uh, but that's just a one one of the many things that we're doing. Uh, we've got classes coming up here pretty soon in a month. Uh, next month we'll be in Tennessee uh, at the Tactical Response Range doing our uh, martial application of the pistol class, our two day pistol. Then we're going to go to Mount Enterprise, Texas, which is not very far from Nacogdoches, Texas. If you know your eastern you know your eastern Texas geography, Yeah, uh Uh, it's within driving distance of Dallas, it's driving distance of Houston, it's driving distance of Shreveport, it's driving distance of Texarkana. So uh, we've got a pistol class and we've added a rifle class. So we're going to do two days of pistol and then we're going to do two days of rifle. So people can sign up to take either the pistol only or the rifle only, or you can, if you're really feeling motivated, take both classes. Right. So, hmm. and then we have a whole bunch of class. we have classes out, out west here too we have, all summer long we're to be teaching in Wyoming and Utah so get over to S-O-T-G-U Student of the Gun University and sign up for a class today
3: now will you be doing some stuff as time goes on will you be doing some stuff virtually
1: well yeah actually we are um, what we've done thank you for for reminding me to mention this, but uh, we've created basically a, uh, a collegiate level university for firearms training where when you sign up for, like for instance right now, if you sign up for the Thistle class, you go on, you book yourself a seat, whenever it's going to be, whether it uh, doesn't matter, uh, you get instant access to the home study distance learning program. So the distance learning program, you, you're, we're going to ship you a book, an actual physical book that you can hold in your hand. Uh, but then you're also going to have lesson plans. You have lesson plans. There's going to be tests, proctored tests, videos that go with that. And we actually, uh, well, I don't know if you and I talked about the, the after action from our recent class at the uh, Pro Gun Club in outside of Las Vegas in Boulder City. Did we talk about that much? Not much. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, uh, we had 15 students. It was a great class. Uh, People came out for the pistol class and all of those people had gone through the home study distance learning program first before they got there. Uh, And and to a person, to a man or to a woman, we have have three women in the class. uh, They all said that they felt that that really helped. Uh, It gave them the confidence to know basically, you know, what we were going to be talking about, what was expected of them. So they didn't just show up at the. You know, show up to the class thinking, gee, I wonder what they're going to want me to do or, you know, what what are they talking about? You know, we, we, we go over the program and we go over what's expected of you before you even show up on day one. So by the time you get there, by the time we're both together on the range, uh, you're a little bit farther ahead than you would be if you just signed up for a class and showed up. Uh, so I believe that uh, what we're doing for the student is we're giving them a... You know, and, and it doesn't right now it doesn't cost any extra for the home study. So it's it's basically you're paying for the, the residency two day pistol class and it's like it's as if you're getting the home study for free. So still
3: saving money doing added.
1: it that way though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: All that travel and all that other stuff, lodging and all that other stuff all adds up. It all adds up. So this thing, uh, so will this, will there eventually be like a virtual selection of classes they can take to where if uh, they, they've missed something on pistol that they want to redo it? Like if they, if they want to take it a second time, what happens a second time around?
1: Well, you know, the, uh, the, the, the initial class right now, but I guess our pilot program is the pistol class. And uh, so, they have the entire, and, and the home study portion. It, it's structured so, like like a, you would if you took a college course uh, and you did it virtually or you did it distance learning, uh, where you you, know, you you get the the lesson and what you're supposed to read and what the you know the the uh, the goal of the lesson is and so forth. And you we know, like I said, we have the videos that support it and the, the written material that supports it. Uh, so, the, and the great thing about You know, coming and taking the class is when you, if you've ever taken a firearms class, I'll put it this way. If you've ever taken a handgun class or a rifle class, doesn't matter, uh, a physical in person class, it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. uh, Because, you know, the, the instructor only has so much time with you. You know, we only have so much time on the range and we're trying to pack in as much as humanly possible into that time that we're together. So when you leave, I know I've experienced this in my life of, you know, 30, 40 years of taking professional training. Uh, sometimes you get back and you're like, wow, that was a lot. Or what did they mean? Or why did he say this? And so forth. And, you know, the great thing is that once you sign up for a student at a gun university, for instance, the pistol class, you, you, you can go back. After you leave, you go back. And you can refer back to lessons. You can obviously refer back to the uh, the material that is in the manual, because the manual is yours to keep you keep forever. Um, and then, because the, the whole purpose of training is to teach you how and what to practice. You know, right. That's why we don't want people, quote, practicing before they come to training, because the purpose of training is to teach you how and what to practice, so that when you leave me, you know, when, when you... When we come together for two days and do training, I don't want home and think, "Okay, I'm good. I don't need to shoot anymore." That's the exact opposite of correct. Uh, what you did on the range with us and the you know, the drills that you go through and how you hold the gun and how you press the trigger and how you address the sights and how you know all of that, you take that, you apply it, and then you get better, and then you end up with this thing called skill. Which is what we want, right? We want to have skill. Absolutely.
3: Hold on right there. Having skill. We'll pick this up on the other side. We are talking to Paul Markle from Student of the Gun. Student of the Gun University is opening up and going wide open. We'll be right back. This is Lock and
4: Load.
1: you yeah. yeah.
2: Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Young Jevity at
0: TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home.
3: talking to paul markle he is the student of the gun the professor at student of the gun um and we were talking about uh, student of the gun university uh, is there going to be anything else new coming with that before we close that one down i mean i'm sure there is going to be because you do nothing but evolve
1: all the time so <laughs> well you know what we'll would be this year, two thousand. We we started last fall getting everything up and running. You know, actually, I started last year by writing all the manuals. So I wrote all the manuals to all the classes, and then the boys started you know, putting it online and making it digital and so forth. So the the pistol, the home study pistol program is ready to go. It's it's live, and people are taking it. the uh, The next one in in the queue is going to be the martial application of the rifle program. Uh, Zach has been editing the videos. You know, the, I wrote. I, I wrote it. You know, I, I wrote the lessons and the tests and so forth. The book is out, and the last step is just getting all of the the companion videos edited and up. So, and, and our hope by the end of the year to have both the pistol, right, with all three—the pistol, rifle, shotgun—up and ready. Uh, but when it comes to uh, the skill portion, what I've encountered—I've actually encountered some people who have come to a class and, and I, we always ask, Hey, if you had previous training, you know, if you go into a school board, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I have. And, uh, they, they get online and, and I see how they're performing. I think, Hmm, if this person has already gone through professional training, hmm. why are they not, why are they at a, essentially a fundamental level, you know, they should be a little farther along. And then you talk to them and, I, I, there's this mis, this this illusion that people have or this misunderstanding that people have that that training, you go to training and then once you've gone to training, you're you're good. You don't need to go shoot a bunch anymore. Um, and that's exactly the opposite. If you want to own the skill, it's like owning a car. You know, Jaeger used to use this all the time with his students. He said, look, he goes, coming to my class is like making a down payment on a, on a car and driving it off the lot. You know, now you've got it and you can drive it off the lot, but if you don't keep making payments, they're going to come take it away from you. Right. So if you want to own that skill, you've got to make the down payment and that is going to training. And then the, the regular monthly payments are you actually taking that training and applying going out to the range and, and spending the time. dude, that's why we did the one box workout. People are like, oh, ammo is expensive and I don't have time. Really? Or 50 rounds of ammo a month? Well, let's do. You you need to adjust your budget.
3: Let's do a little little thought exercise, okay? Let's say somebody comes out to Student of the Gun University and they get the free box of pistol ammo. Now, when you have taught them when you've gone through the training with them on-site and everything else, will they learn something that they can take that 50 rounds and do that one-box workout with?
1: Well, the one-box workout is a is a standalone product. It's, it's what we call the skill maintenance drill. Okay. It's like, say, okay, I went to... And the answer is yes. I mean, everything that's in, that's in the class, but everything that's in the one-box workout is also in the class. Now, there's more than that. It's not just that. But everything... That is in the one box workout, something that we have done in the training program. So if you follow that, if, if all you can budget is fifty rounds once a month, and you know it, you can invest thirty minutes, invest 30, 45 minutes of your time, fifty rounds, you can you know develop and maintain skill. Uh, it's just you know the, I think a lot of people they're like take 50 rounds and they go to the range and they, they shoot 50 rounds of what feels most comfortable and what they like doing. Well, that's great. But if if you're doing, if you're practicing what you like doing and what you're already good at, while you're ignoring the things that you're not good at and that you need improvement, well, you're never going to improve because like, well, I don't shoot with my left hand because my groups don't look good or I don't shoot single-handed because my groups don't look good. Or, you know, it's like, well, you want your groups to look good with single-handed. You need to practice it. That's the only way that happens.
3: Let me ask you a question as far as training is concerned. When you're out there and you're training and you're training as a, in a combat situation, you're training for a combat situation, a self-defense guns zone situation, Um, Should you be worried about having everything in the a group the size of a fist? Is that something you should be worried about? Of course, you want to do that, but if you're not doing that, are you failing in your training?
1: Well, you know, the be able to do what I would say, you you need to be able to deliver your rounds on demand. Right. So, whether you're on your back, whether you're kneeling, whether you're, you know, one-handed, two-handed, you know, left-handed only. Whatever, it, all of it needs to be on demand. And the first thing you, you, you need to be able to do is to hold that muzzle on the target for the amount of time it takes for the trigger to break, or the you know the sear to release, or what have you, which could be two seconds, or it could be an eighth of a second. Right. Uh, so, fund the fundamental mastery of marksmanship is always critical it is always important because that's what you build on you're building on that and that's why we start slow and that's why we work on trigger press that's why we work on how you hold your gun that's why we work on stabilizing that object because you know and and to your point I've had people say oh it's combat shooting I don't need to have tight groups like dude if if you're on a range shooting 10 inch groups at 5 yards when no one is trying to kill you there's no stress. You know, it's a nice day. It's not dark. You're not tired. You're not laying in a gutter. If the best you can do is 10 inches with no stress, how do you think you're going to perform and behave under a tremendous amount of stress? You're not going to get better. You're not going to miraculously get better. Uh, it's exactly the opposite. So uh, you need to, you know, there, there is no getting around fundamental marksmanship. That is what that is what we build everything upon. We build everything on fundamental marksmanship.
3: Right, but what I'm saying is while you're working on that fundamental marksmanship. Oh yes, as long as so I think of things, I'm looking at a distance of about 15 yards, and I'm aiming mm-hmm. at something the size of a pie plate. Right. And if I'm putting my shots in a pie plate and they're grouped enough towards the center to where it looks like I'm doing this on purpose, am I failing or am
1: I? No. Okay. No, your goal is consistency. The goal is to be able to do it consistently on demand. Ah, and go. I, ah, okay,
3: okay. I got I Now I understand what you just said. Hang on for me, if you will. We're talking We're talking handguns right now with the professor, Paul Markle, from Student of the Gun. Uh, how do they find you?
1: Go to SOTGU.com right now.
3: And from there, you'll see it all. You'll see everything. Yep. And when I say everything, you, you probably need... To take some popcorn or something to 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 gnaw on while you're looking at everything, because that's that's going to take a little bit of time to get to all the stuff they've got going on there. This is how, a student of the gun is how old?
1: Oh, I, about fourteen years.
3: Fourteen years, yeah. A lot of build up in that time. A lot of resources built up. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
0: USA News Update. Former President Trump participated in a closed-door hearing Monday regarding his classified documents case in Florida. Trump and his legal team met with a federal judge for an extensive discussion that lasted for several hours. The White House brushing aside worries about President Biden's age. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said Biden's age and experience contribute to his effectiveness as a leader, emphasizing his legislative successes. The U.S. is not backing Israeli military actions in Rafah, Palestine, pending the implementation of a plan to safeguard civilians. We do not support any any military campaign in Rafah going forward, as long as they cannot properly account for the uh, 1.1 million people by some estimates who are in Rafah today. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller faced questions in response to a series of Israeli assaults resulting in numerous Palestinian deaths. John Schaefer, USA News That's eight one eight nine eight four six one zero zero. Shop 6100 dot com
5: and
3: welcome back. Talking to Paul Markle from studentofthegun.com. And we've been talking handguns a little bit, training with handguns, you know, certain things that you might want to look at at handguns. Now I got a new one for you. And I, I did this purely for the fun, Paul. I did this purely for the fun. I um I'm not a hunter. I might be a hiker. And I'm trying to convince myself I might want to be a camper. Right? So uh, I haven't worked that one out just yet. I don't want to go by myself. And I, I don't know how much camping versus glamping I actually want to do. I did lots and lots of really roughing it in the snow, you know, all this other stuff. When I was in the military, I'm not sure how much I want to do that now. That I would be, uh, you know, I'd be sort of uh, <laughs> volunteering to do it. But um, one of the things that crosses my mind is... Uh, what I might run into when I'm out there in the wilds of America. And to that end, I sort of had decided that a 10 millimeter would handle just about anything I wanted to handle. And I still am convinced
1: of that. Right. They, oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Do, do you like 10 millimeter? Oh yeah. I, yeah. The, it, what's, what's funny is I was, I was around for the first, for the first, 10 millimeter <laughs> for the first go around of the 10 millimeter. <laughs> right. I remember the, the Colt Delta elite. I remember the Bren 10. Uh, See, I would love to find know, a the, brand 10. Oh, you can, you can find one. You're going to show out some serious. Ducking well, I don't want I don't want
3: to, nah, I'm not that in, interested in it, but I, I would have liked to get yeah, my hands on one just to try it.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember Sonny Crockett Yep. They, going back to the very beginning of Miami Vice was carrying a Bren 10. Yep. Um, most people think that he started with a 1911, but it was actually a Bren 10. But uh, going back, you know, I re- and I remember when 10 was the hottest in the late 80s and uh, going into the 90s, and then it just kind of fell off the cliff uh, or in the 2000s, 2000 teens, 10s, or whatever, and then uh, it's back again. And and it's, the the answer is really simple because the forty Smith and Wesson died, and you had ammo manufacturers that were sitting on metric tons of forty caliber bullets. Right. And for those that don't know, the forty caliber bullet, you know, in the ten millimeter bullet, or the exact same bullet. Uh, so these guys are so they're sitting on metric tons of forty caliber bullets. And they're like, what are we going to do with these things? <laughs> like I know, we're going to introduce we're going to introduce Gen Z the 10 millimeter because Gen Z by the time Gen Z started growing up and paying attention and buying guns, they didn't, they didn't know anything about the origins of the 10 or that, you know, to them, that's a new gun. It's funny. Right. You know, some of our viewers like, have you ever tried the 10? Like, "Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I, you know, the, uh, for me I, I prefer 10 to
1: 40 for me um, oh, the, the 40 is the 40 is it's gone all right it's it's it, 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 the the bloom is off the rose um, we should have listened to Jeff Cooper but we didn't because we you know we, we have this tendency as humans to view everything that's new because it's new that de facto makes it good right uh, because it's you know uh, I, I the Jeff Cooper. And if you guys don't know who Jeff Cooper is, you need to go read some books. Yes. Um, but, uh, a good friend of mine, I wasn't present for the conversation, but two friends of mine were, and it was the year that the 40 came out it was 1990 or 91. It was maybe 91, but, uh, they were at gunsight and they had the opportunity to talk to Jeff one on one, and they said, Jeff, what do you think about the new 40? It's 40 Smith and Watson. And he looked at him and he, and he paused and he said, why? And that was his answer. Yeah.
3: Why? I, I would have loved to why? have seen him when, when Glock came out with 45 gap.
1: I would have loved for him to have been alive. Oh. to make a comment on that one. He was alive then, but I'm sure he like didn't care anymore. He was like, I don't know, I'm done with that. But, yeah, it was – and – thing is, is, Jeff was a big... The Bren 10 was Jeff's baby. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was all, uh, all on that. You know, they, one of the original Bren 10s had the, the gun sight raven on it. And you know why the raven is the symbol for gunsight, gun sight, right? No. Because he's the messenger of Odin.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the... The raven is the messenger of Odin. Um, and that's where that came from. So... To to, to the uh, 10-millimeter, it's interesting that people are getting interested in it now. Uh, Just about everybody who came out with a 10 discontinued it in the 2000s. You know, uh, Colt and Smith and, you know, fill in the blank. uh, They all came out with 10 millimeters in the late 80s or the early 90s. And then by 2002 or 3 or 4, they were all gone. They had all been discontinued. Except. Except. One company, yeah. Glock. Yeah. Glock's the only one that, 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 that the Glock 20, they've they never taken it out of the catalog. They've never discontinued it. It's always been active uh, that whole time. And they, they don't get credit for that. They really don't.
3: Well, the, I mean, they, I mean were, uh, they were the ones that uh, kept it going. I, my 10 millimeter is a poly 80. Which is basically a Glock ten millimeter. So it's a yeah Glock copy. Yeah, Glock clone. Which Glock? Glock will end up being the most cloned gun. I sooner or later it will catch the nineteen eleven as the most cloned gun out there. Would you
1: agree? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it already kind of is with the. You know, it's it's funny. Um, We used to say to 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 James, they're like, "Well, I thought you said that that uh, you like Glocks and and your all your your." Training guns or your rental guns are are the canics. And he goes, yeah, it's a canic Glock. <laughs> it's a canic Glock. Yeah. It's just like this, the, the M and P is a Smith and Wesson Glock. Yeah, you know. That, and there's lots. Of this. you know the the P the B320 is a Sig Glock. They um, they you know, they, you know love, love them or hate them. They were the first ones to come up with that. You know. Internal striker fired, you know that, that whole design. When everybody else was still making hammer guns, and everybody and they're making double action only guns or double the single or all this, you know this this basically turn of the century nonsense. It was Gaston Glock who's like who came up with and marketed that unique pistol, um, and of course at the time, you know the intelligentsia are like, ah, oh, this is a this is ever going to last it's just a novelty it won't work it won't it doesn't have any legs <laughs> well i mean,
3: you know the thing about glock when glock came out that was during the time when they were switching over towards the uh, the m9 from the 1911 and everybody yeah. everything was double action
1: double stack and glock oh, yeah that's the crazy thing is is the you know the da to sa trigger design goes all the way back to the, the, uh, I think it was the original Walpurse. Um, it wasn't, you know, in 1986, that was not a new design. That was an old German design that right. people had been copying. Um, and you know, in the, our, you know, our army or, or was run by, I don't know, not smart people. Right. So you got 10, well, but you want to talk about the granddaddy of all bear
3: guns? So, so, so we're going to get to that, but we're coming up on the next break. Okay. So we will get to that. But uh, we were just talking about 10 millimeter. Now, uh, I, I have these discussions with Paul because Paul's been around the block numerous times, same block, numerous times. So every time he goes, he picks up another scintilla of something. He's always looking. He's always he never thinks he's reached the he, he understands fundamentals, but he also understands continuing education and that's the main thing this is how you keep this is how you develop skill this is how you keep the skill once you develop it because it is perishable student of the sotg go check them out we'll be right back going to talk about the granddaddy this is lock and load
7: And his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your
0: whole family will love? Medical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's life support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call triple eight two one two eighty eight seventy one, or visit us online at nutramedical.com. nutramedical.com for the whole family.
3: talking to Paul Markle from Student of the Gun. We've been talking about panic buying, but you know, but isn't that sort of what I don't know what it is about us, right? I live in the south in the southeast, and I have delivered over the course of time bread and milk. And in in South Carolina, if they say snow, I mean, it was just about so bad when I was delivering bread that you know, it'd be like marauding Hordes of blue-haired old ladies trying to sideswipe me with their Buicks to knock me off the road to get to my bread. We need the bread. <laughs> Give us the bread. Panic buying are like the toilet paper with the with the whole COVID thing. I I never understood. Oh yeah, that. Uh, all ridiculous. those things. it was silly. Yeah, and but th- this is what we do. This is what happens with it. Now I don't know what happens with the secondary toilet paper market or the secondary bread market when you buy it and then realize you didn't need that much of it. I, I understand what you're saying about the secondary gun market, but are we saying that most of these people are that are buying guns that we don't have 15 million new gun owners now? Is that what we're saying with that?
1: No, not necessarily. Uh, you know they, they are but they're not. you know back in the old days, see the thing is we, we, we geared up during GWAT, then during the Obama panic, then during the Biden panic. we, we geared up. And they, and a lot of the industry acted and behaved like, like, like it was just going to like the sales. are just going to climb and climb and climb and like forever. Right. And that's just not reality. And every industry, whether it's the automobile industry or, or, you know, appliance industry or whatever, everybody knows that, that it, you know, it ebbs and flows. It goes up and down. And, and if you're smart during the good times, you sock money aside, you put it aside, um, understanding that the bubble is going to burst. And I don't know how we have. And that's that's the thing is a lot of our people in our industry are really good at making stuff and they're really terrible at running businesses. That is the history of the gun industry, of the outdoor shooting sports industry. Is They're fantastic at making stuff and they're not so great at operating businesses. And so when, you know, when everybody's fat and happy and everybody's buying, they're like, oh, this is great. And then then all of a sudden, you know, everything turns, the economy turns, you know, people, and they're like, what's going on? You know, ask somebody who's been in the auto business for 30 years and who's still open, you know, whose doors are still open about, you know, The ups and downs and the roller coaster ride, you know, that you have to go through.
3: You you make a very good point, though, because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've seen, like with the with the gun companies, when it comes to advertising, um, they don't understand that the way you stay solid and steady is to separate yourself from the herd. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you have to be that company that people remember. Yeah, and they seem to do. They seem to move with this herd mentality to where, if the if the economy takes a, a downturn, slight or extreme, they all just shut up shop. And when that happens, normally I'll ask whoever's representing me at the time. I'll be like, "So are they still in business?" And they'll be like, "Well, yeah." I'll be like, "So why wouldn't they advertise? Why why why, oh, why, why yeah. do they want to be in business and not advertise? Do they think everybody knows they're out there now and?" They, uh, I mean, I, some oh, of the brother, stuff, I just don't you. get it. I
1: just don't get it. I do that, not. Get that it would anymore. be like, that would be like Coca-Cola coming out and saying, you know what? Everybody knows that Coca-Cola exists. Everybody knows who we are. Sure. Cancel our ads. Just no more billboards, no more TV commercials, no more nothing. Uh-huh. Everybody knows who we are. They're going to come buy our product. And that's just not the case. But you can't tell, you can't talk to these people. They, they, they cry. They want to cry. They want to sell you this sad, sad story about all oh, the economies down and blah, 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 blah. It's down for everybody. But let's, before we run out of time, and we always do brother is uh, let's talk about, let's talk about something that's really positive. Okay, okay. Uh, we, we went and we did the shot show. It was a good show for us. I mean, I got to see a lot of, a lot of people that I needed to talk to. I wanted to talk to, uh, you know, for me, the shot show is people. That's. I mean, it's not really about toys or whatever. It's about people. Sure. And so we did that, and then uh, we stayed uh, in that area. Basically, we we left our hotel on Friday in Las Vegas, and we drove twenty minutes south, um, depending on traffic, but uh, to Boulder City, where the Pro Gun Club is. And coincidentally, the Pro Gun Club is the one that hosted the they hosted the the Beretta event that we went to the previous they host week. Them, that's a great place. I love them. Yeah, every year every year it shot, somebody rents it out and this year it was Beretta and it looks like this will be them next year. So we did our uh student of the gun uh martial application of the pistol two oh one, which is a two day, sixteen hour class. And uh we had fifteen students come, fantastic students. We it was it was it was great because the weekend before, it was rainy and drizzly and cold. And the weekend after, shot the sun was out. It got up to like sixty or sixty-two. Uh, it was a little bit windy, but but it was a really fantastic class. A lot of good students. Um, and you know, our calendar, Student of the Gun University, we've got a full calendar. Uh, well, not full, full, but I mean, it's we've got a calendar of events. We've got rifle classes, pistol classes, shotgun classes. We've got the high elevation rifle that we do every year in Wyoming at our at our long distance range, and we're coming to we're because there is still snow on the dude. We got eight inches of snow yesterday. It's insane. Um, but there's and even though Punxsutawney Phil said, "Hey man, early spring," like well, that was a you know maybe, but we got eight inches Not of snow here in Utah. So, we're, we are traveling in March, we're going to uh, Camden, Tennessee, uh, to, and Tactical Response is hosting us for our two-day pistol class, and then we're gonna be departing there, driving back down into Mount Enterprise, Texas, which is near Nacogdoches, basically to East Texas. It's driving distance from Oklahoma, it's driving distance from Arkansas, it's driving distance from Louisiana. And uh, we're going to be doing a two day pistol, and we added a two day rifle uh, as well. And that's the third. Or uh, that's like the tw- the nineteenth to the twenty second is where we're going to be in Mount Enterprise. So I don't. I don't think I need to tell you that uh, Texas is being invaded. Uh, that these illegals are not here. These illegal invaders are not here to pick fruit and send money home to their families in Guadalajara. They're here to dominate us they're like it, it's we're experiencing a european invasion uh and they're coming here not to take free money and to disrupt our society you know we just witnessed that and it's not it's this that was not a one-off that's not an individual and you're going to see that times a hundred times a thousand in the coming years do you see how uh, much money these, washington state diverted of their of their uh covid
3: emergency money to give to the illegals no, and, and I don't
1: even want to know what those scumbag communists are doing Three hundred forty million dollars, three hundred forty million taxpayer dollars yep. to illegal invaders, right? And that's
3: supposed to be COVID yep. relief money. So apparently they yep. were they, they were already fairly well relieved. So
1: so, so yeah, we're you know you know what they say, uh, my dear partner friend James, he said that uh, don't mess with Texas is only half of the sentence. He's like, the full sentence is, don't mix with Texas or Tennessee will come and kick your ass. That's the full sentence. <laughs> so we're going to Tennessee first, and we're going to spin those guys up. We're going to do training, and then we're going to Texas. So, uh, um, you know, if you're listening, if you're in the Texas area, if you're in Louisiana, if you're in Oklahoma, if you're in Arkansas, uh, if you're in Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, you know, Indiana, Mississippi, Alabama, you know how to read a globe. You know yep. how to read a map. Yep. Go to S-O-T-G-U dot com. That's Student of the Gun University. And uh, get into one of our classes. And, of course, once the weather warms up, we'll be doing pistol rifle, shotgun, rifle classes in both Utah and Wyoming all summer long.
3: Are you going to be at Tactical Response at about the same time Super Dave's going to be there? I have no idea. Okay. When's it? I, I don't know. I think he's probably not to the same time. Well, you go, I don't see why you wouldn't coordinate that and make some chili or something. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. Super Dave loves Mr. Markle's chili. We're going to mm-hmm. run out of time before, we, uh, but as it goes, uh, you know, we need to do this kind of conversation a little bit more because I really enjoyed this one. Not to say that I don't enjoy the other ones, Paul, but, I mean, normally after we do this paul will send me a text and if he enjoyed himself he'll he'll just send me a a two-word text good talk (laughs) so I'll, i'll be seeing. i'll be waiting to see i'll be waiting to see what happens with this one but in any event thanks for joining me well thanks for having me on i appreciate it always my pleasure back again in about 21 hours and between now and then please if you would be so kind remember this never been about gun control not once Not ever. It has been and it's always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load.